That's empty. Take a deep breath. Exhale. Relax your shoulders, soften your face. Today we are going to talk about a very beautiful story. Story of Dana Bhagat or Dana Devotee. Dana, D is in Delta, H is in Hector, A, N, N, A, Dana. So if you're interested, <laughs> I can't mess up with his name because he was, he is very much popular and known. So if you ever look him up, he is the Nabagat. So his story goes, he was a farmer by occupation. And uh, this was pre like 1600, 1700th century time period. This was before uh, Guru Granth Sahib, which is the scripture for Sikh religion, was written. So this was before then. And the reason I mentioned this because his uh, teachings or his uh, Bani comes or is part of Guru Granth Sahib. So that's a very big thing because Guru Granth Sahib is a scripture that has uh, Bani or uh, teachings of various Bhagats or devotees. That's what it is. And him being part of that is a huge deal. <laughs> so all the Bani's that, we, uh, that Guru Granth Sahib has are they all were enlightened devotees or saints. So anyways, that's all the background. But coming back to Dana Bhagat. So the story goes, Dana Bhagat was a farmer and he has a very kind of like his own idea of God and divine <laughs> from what he has heard most of the time. Because so he was uh, kind of like a, our jolly guy right? He, uh, and he would, his wife and his sisters or mom would go to, you know, uh, temples every now and then and bring the offerings. And he will always be like, why are you taking all the kind of like, you know, the nice things to offer to God? You know, he is supposed to help us and we are not supposed to just give away our best things to him uh, and all that, right? And his mom and her sisters or wife would be like, no, we don't talk about God like that. We always give, you know, the best offering to the temples and priests and this and that. So one of the seasons, they had a very bad drought. Like there was no water and there were no uh, crops growing because, you know, there was a bad drought in the area. So that time, then a uh, decided to go to temple, finally. <laughs> so as he is in the gate of temples, uh, the priest was closing the gates of the temple. So then Abhagat asked him, like, why are you closing it? I just came here to talk to God, right? And the priest said, well, it's the time to feed God. <laughs> so we're going to close the gates and we have to feed the God. So then I said, this is just not good. Everybody you know, in our village and surrounding villages are dying of hunger and here your God is being fed. I'm really not happy with this situation. I really need to not talk to him. So priest said, well, why don't you come later? Or, you know what? God resides everywhere. This is where we have his uh, sculpture or, you know, his pedestal, but he he resides everywhere. So why don't you go and talk to your own God. So uh, 
that was one way. Priest really wanted Dana to go away from there before Dana become angry and do something stupid. So Dana was like, sure, I can definitely do that. I'll go and find my own God. So then he asked priest, I said, so how do I make God come to me? So priest said, well, usually we do offering. So if you do any kind of offering, God will come and see you and then you can talk to him. <laughs> then I said, what is the name of your God? <laughs> priest said, well, there are very many gods, but Krishna is the one who usually appears easily and he's the protector and he can uh, save your form. Then I said, okay. So he went back to his home. He asked his mom to prepare food for Krishna. So mom was very surprised because Dana is not a kind of like a devotee or a religious person. And first time in his life, he's asking his mom to prepare food instead of telling her not to do any offering. So she was delighted. She prepared the food and she gave it to Dana. And Dana took it in the room, closed the doors. And mom's like, what are you doing? She said, I'm just going to call Krishna here and he has to come and answer. And it seems like he is more kind of like, you know, very hungry for offering, especially food related. So this is what I'm going to offer, trap him. And then he has to help me. <laughs> Such an innocent, kind of like a, this was a full grown man, but innocence of a child. So he closed the doors. He said, priest told me that Krishna comes only when we close the doors. It's one-on-one -on -one relationship. I can't bring you in. So kind of like mom was trying to help him, but she gave up. She's like, go do whatever you want to do. You know, <laughs> you're, you're a married man. There is no way I'm going to argue with you on this. So, so then it goes, close the door, sat and wait and wait and kind of like asking Krishna to come. And it's kind of like, you know, one day, two days, and three days. And finally, Krishna came. <laughs> Krishna is very easy to please. He comes when somebody calls him with the slightest, slightest innocence and love. So he has to come. As Krishna came and started eating, then I literally slapped him. <laughs> said, how could you? I'm sitting here for three days without any food. Priest was feeding you three times a day. Now you're coming after you're all fed and you just started eating without even asking me. <laughs> Krishna looked at him with a smile, of course, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I should have, you know, offered you first. So, do you want to eat yourself or do you want me to feed you? So then I said, well, for now, I don't want any food, but I, I will not let you eat either because there is a drought. There is no rain. People are dying. We need to help them first. So you come with me. Now you're tied. So he literally had a rope, Dana. So he literally tied Krishna, a rope around Krishna's waist. And he said, you're coming with me. You're going to help me in the fields. We need more crop. It's not just me being hungry. It's everybody else around us hungry. Dana has good intentions. <laughs> and Krishna said, I will come with you, but if you just remove this rope, because I don't want other people to see me, so I'll help you 
kind of like hiding. So I'll hide and help you. So if you just untie me, I promise I will not run away. And uh, so then I said, you promise? And, you know, Krishna said, yes, I promise. I'll help you. And then the story goes that Krishna actually did the field work for Dana. And they had a very good crop that year. And uh, that when Dana took some of the offering to a priest in the temple saying that, you know, uh, Krishna is well fed, but feed other people too. And he's helping me and I'm not going to release him till everyone has, you know, enough food at their places and everything. And I, it takes time. Like it was months and year of time period when this all happened. And Krishna was always there for Dana and he was working in the fields. And once this whole drought situation was done, Krishna then asked Dana, can I leave now? Dana not realizing that how hard it is to get back Krishna. Dana said, yes, you can leave. So uh, Krishna said, okay. So And then Dana asked him, he said, well, what if I need to find you again? Where do I come? So Krishna told him, you can come to Vrindavan and I'll be there waiting for you whenever you're ready. And Krishna left. As soon Krishna left, the pangs of love started in Dana's heart. He realized not that, you know, the divine nature of Krishna, the pangs were because of the friendship that he has developed with Krishna. And he really was missing his friend. And the story goes that he goes to Vrindavan to see Krishna. And that's where he got his enlightenment and finally re- realized the whole, you know, the divine, the spiritual, the self-realization thing. That's when it happened for him. So self-realization is maybe a realization, but then there is a lot of love that can happen before or even without self-realization. So this story just reminds us of that innocence and the faith and kind of like Dana was not interested in Krishna as a divine. He was interested in Krishna because he knew that Krishna can help him to feed and help other people. There was no greed there. There was childlike innocence and that's what divine wants and that's why we sometimes we have to unlearn so many of the things it's not about how much knowledge we have it's about how much compassion we have it's about it's all about how much faith how much trust we have it's not about knowing everything it's about empathy it's about devoting ourselves to good of everyone around us, including us. And that's why the self, self-care is so important. Krishna was okay with Dana slapping his hand because it was not out of anger or greed. It was out of love and compassion and innocence. And that's all we need for our self-realization sometimes, our childlike nature. We need to get back to it whenever we can. It's a beautiful feeling with that thought. Thank you.